Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Today's episode is generously supported by Yumiko. Yumiko has just launched their newest leotard style, the Masha. The Masha mesh leotard features a deep mock wrap back and a feminine V front neckline. It is now available in any color and with any sleeve length online or in the New York store. Want one now? The Yumiko New York shop has over a dozen options available to purchase today. So don't delay. Get into classes and rehearsals in your new Masha leotard. This episode is brought to you by the Kennedy Center. I'm Rebecca King-Ferraro. And I'm Michael Breeden. And you're listening to Conversations on Dance. This week on Conversations on Dance, we are joined from the Kennedy Center by American Ballet Theater soloist Catherine Herlin. Born in New York City, Catherine began her dance training at Scarsdale Ballet Studio and Westchester Dance Academy. She was awarded the Hope Award at the 2007 Youth American Grand Prix New York City Finals and went on to receive a full scholarship to the Jacqueline Kennedy Onassis School at American Ballet Theater. Herlin joined ABT as an apprentice in December of 2013, the Corte Ballet in June 2014, and was promoted to soloist in September 2018. Herlin was the recipient of the 2018 Princess Grace Award, and just this past weekend, it was announced that Catherine has been awarded the Eric Brune Prize. Today, we talk with Catherine about moving through the ranks at ABT, starting in the school, about her mother, who was a former Paul Taylor dancer, and her impact on her career, and about her many accolades she has accumulated over her career. She's here. I'm here. Hi, Catherine. Thank you for joining Hi. us at the Kennedy Center here today. Thanks. Yeah, uh, of course. And squeezing us in before you got to go to rehearsal. So we yeah. really appreciate it. Thanks. <laughs> so let's just start at the beginning. Can you tell okay. us about your early dance training? Yeah. Okay. So um, my mom was a dancer. She was a dancer with uh, Paul Taylor. So I think once I popped out into the world, she definitely could tell that I had some dance jeans in there <laughs> so she put me in some in like baby you know ballet classes um and then i started actually at a competition school um in where was it it was in mount kiss third mount kisco now um 
Westchester Dance Academy, it was called. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I did a, a, a like, you know, jazz and tap and hip hop. I was not really great at the tap and hip hop yeah. part that did not have the coordination for that. Um, and also ballet. And we did a lot of dance competitions. And then I did YGP. And I got a scholarship to go to JKO. So then I was in JKO for, uh, I was 12. Um, and then I just went up. The ranks, you know, ABT baby, ABT baby. I am in like the poster child, I guess (laughs) you could say for the, um, the teacher training curriculum. They have this like famous photo of this little girl who's like being picked up by the arms, um, by Franco DeVita. And and that's me. Oh, I think, I think I've seen that. And that will definitely be making it onto our Instagram account. For for this, for Um, this episode. Yeah. I want to hear more about your mom and her, um, Paul Taylor experience. And did she, was she really wanting you to go maybe the modern route and you were like, no ballet? Well, I definitely, I mean, I was put into the dance, like dance competition world because they had so many different types of dance, Mm -hmm. you know, Right, so you could kind of pick. I, I, exactly. Yeah. And she always says that my teenage rebellion against her is that I went to the ballet world oh, of dance uh, instead of the modern <laughs> dance world. But modern dance is still like a big, huge part of my life. So yeah. I definitely do have those like jazz yeah. moments. Right. And mm-hmm. <laughs> do you feel like she was able to kind of help guide you in your career oh gosh, in a unique so, way? So yeah. much. Yeah. And she, it's not, she's, She's been the best. She's not really like a dance mom, dance mm-hmm. mom. Right. She's definitely knows her limits and like knows her boundaries. Okay, I don't want to talk about, you know what I mean? Yeah. So <laughs> she's definitely given me like great advice and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. And she's put me into like, I was reluctant in in in, in wanting to go to Carroll, but she was the one who was like, no, this is definitely right. your path. This is oh, definitely. See, I think that's so, that's so such an interesting advantage because when we talk to most people it's like it's kind of dumb luck your parents don't know yeah but your mom could really kind of you know literally hold your hand through the whole process and say like totally. this is not appropriate for this time and but now and it's she time definitely has been like my i call her my momager my uh-huh. <laughs> manager slash mom momager um <laughs> because you know she, with all this stuff that has been going through my life like I did Radio City Christmas Spectacular and she definitely was like she did my hair you know she was that kind of mom but then she was also like you know made sure that you know I had enough time to like Mm -hmm. do school and 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 making sure that I had all of the things I needed to just live my normal life as well as she understood how important that is yeah 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 exactly we wanted to talk about the Radio City um, you yeah. were Clara for three, three years. years. Yeah. What was that experience like? How old were you at the time? 11, 12, 13. Wow. Yeah. And that's like a lot of shows, right? It was so many shows. shows. 300, I think, per oh, season. Oh my God. Do you do every but single I, one or there's two No, cats? there's two cats. Okay. But it's a lot. That's yeah. a lot. It's a still lot. a lot because you have a whole like week worth of tech rehearsals mm-hmm. before. So. And that doesn't count in the 300. There's the, the, <laughs> oh, man. I mean, is that uh, your child then? So d- mm. does it not get old? Like in the way that as an adult, I mean, I think about those Broadway performers. And, no, you know, you know who, what? That's so interesting to think about. No, it didn't. Yeah, you were just like, I'm just happy to be out there. Yeah. It did. It Well, also my part was like, you know, two seconds. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and 
I, you know, as a kid, you don't really, you just are happy. You're just happy to be doing it. You're just happy to to be doing it. And I remember I would do the 12 days of Christmas um, number, like with the Rockettes, like in the, Mm -hmm. I'd be in the wings because it's right before Uh the Nutcracker scene. Uh So I would do it as my warm up or whatever. Adorable. And I would see them like in the wings and I'd be waving like, good job, keep going. You know what I mean? um, So definitely like would just, I could, you know, as a kid totally just loved doing that every day Uh, yeah do you think that sort of like really repetitive performing helped you get used to being on stage in a way like and kind of you know that theater is gigantic yeah it's huge you had to really like you know air bite those smiles (laughs) 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 um in order to like you know right have a stage presence totally yeah and as you know you go like you know to show 250 something you yeah. you're totally comfortable on stage yeah so like performing feels like old hat to you now, yeah all the time right yeah so you don't really get nervous then when you're performing or is it different now once you're a little bit older it's different now that i'm older i mean i then it was fine because you know 200 and you know i've done it so many times but yeah. different roles especially now that they're a lot harder. <laughs> <laughs> it does happen. It gets harder. <laughs> it's a little bit more stressful. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's so great. So um, you did YAGP in 2007. You mentioned that uh, where you were awarded the Hope Award. Mm-hmm. What do you feel like uh, this experience, how this experience shaped you as a dancer and what you learned from that that you have used in your career now? The Hope Award or the, uh, just YGP, YGP? Like being a part of I didn't of really it. do YGP for very long. No. I did... I think I did like two years of YGP Mm -hmm. and I met a lot of great people. Mm -hmm. I mean, and I was doing a lot of other competitions as well. So I feel like the competition part of my life really shaped not so much YGP, just like the competition world Mm -hmm. and like going to competitions literally every weekend and performing every weekend and, you know, doing these, all of these convention like workshop dance Mm -hmm. classes at the conventions with, 300 kids in the room those things are so crazy they did not have the they didn't have those when we were kids (laughs) that's like what are those experiences like do you feel like because there's so many kids in the room right and they're like mass kind of like master classes right they're like Mm -hmm. famous teachers are you really gaining a lot from that or is it more like i want to be seen or i mean we definitely like some competitions it's it's more about just taking the class and like Mm -hmm. making sure that you're seen and everything Mm -hmm. like that and then other classes i love new york city dance alliance mm-hmm. the teachers there are incredible really? awesome. joe lanteri is so inspiring and i feel like he's such a great teacher to, to young kids because he makes them want to enjoy dance rather than i must win mm-hmm. the gold right. medal yeah you know yeah. What I mean? like yeah yeah he does this phrase where it's like we um he makes all the kids like say and why do we dance? And yeah, everybody goes, because we love it. Oh, <laughs> you know? that's cute. Well, that's important to remember. That's really why you're there, right? Yeah. 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 Well, uh, how do you manage? So there are some clear perks and um, some other things that are not so great about competing. Like you just brought up, it, it can get kind of ingrained in you about winning or mm-hmm. about you know, like doing X number of turns. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's just such great experience to have to go out and like you're only doing this really technically difficult thing that's a minute and a half long Mm -hmm. and that's it and you don't Mm -hmm. get to to you know it's zero to a hundred 
Mm-hmm. And that's a lot of what you do now, too. You got to go out there and do your variation. Yeah, it's well yeah. like pas de trois, but it's not like you had like a cute like ease in, you <laughs> right. know? It's definitely, as we were saying about Radio City, I, as a child, I definitely didn't really care mm-hmm. yeah. about winning at yeah. all. I mean, I definitely like during the um, awards ceremony or whatever, was like nervous. Mm-hmm. Right. Was, who's going to get, you know what I mean? Right. But in the moment of actually performing the dance, I was just doing. Just doing it. I wasn't just what was driving you. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, now it's a little bit different. Now, mm-hmm. even though it's not a competition, like performing, you know, variations mm-hmm. in Swan Lake, it's a little bit more stressful because I feel like, I don't know, there's a lot more pressure and like weight on your shoulders. Mm-hmm. It's like suddenly you understand. It's exactly. Because yeah. like we, we talk about that all the time. Like when you first get into the company, it's like. Ooh, this is fun. Like, you know, whatever. And then it's like, once you start to understand also like the history behind like how important, like we talk about too, like when I first got into Miami City Ballet, I did square dance in the core and I was like, this is cool. Like I was nervous, but I was an apprentice, but I was nervous, but dancers. Yeah. But I didn't like have this understanding. And if I had done it like five years later, I would have been like, this is the history of this ballet is so important. And 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 the stamina required. You're just like, this is hard. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, You start to become more analytical in that way and understand more. Yeah. Um, So going back to your time at JKO, when you were a student there, you got to dance with the company a lot, right? You Mm -hmm. did um, Sleeping Beauty, Le Corsair, things like that. Mm -hmm. So what was that um, like for you? And how is it for you? Like, so we saw Harlequinade here at the Kennedy Center and there's so many kids involved Mm -hmm. in that. How is that for you now being in the company to see these young kids like having that experience that you had? It's funny. I see the kids like wanting to stay and watch the rest of the performance mm-hmm. even though they've seen it you know uh-huh. yeah. 10 times this week totally but they definitely are so inspired by just watching a character dance you know mm-hmm. and it's you know they'll be like walking but like looking to the side like looking at the stage like mm-hmm. not really looking where they're going just right. like watching what's going <laughs> on <laughs> yeah um but i i remember i remember being that kid mm-hmm. i remember being so inspired by being in backstage right. by being just like among all of these like great dancers. Mm-hmm. And, and that was the moment that I realized that this is actually what I wanted to do actually. Mm-hmm. Like Corsair and Sleeping Beauty and just getting like a taste of what it was like being in a company and being in that world of dance and performing definitely like sealed the deal. This is mm-hmm. what I want to do when I grow up. Yeah. So do you always make sure to like say hi to them and talk oh, to totally. them? Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I think it's all the world to them, totally. right? <laughs> yeah. What has that been like for you to have been kind of in the same family uh, for your whole life so far? Does that, uh, there are obvious advantages to that, but yeah. then have you ever thought maybe I should explore somewhere else? I've definitely like been super nervous about that. Like, especially going, like when I first got my contract, like, or, you know, applying or, you know, like trying to get my contract yeah mm-hmm. it's like what if i don't get my contract i don't know where i would go uh-huh. right don't know anybody anywhere <laughs> i only know abt that's uh-huh. all i know <laughs> right right and even to this day i don't really know a lot of people outside i mean i do but then it's like i don't it would be a lot to like try and mm-hmm. yeah, yeah yeah go audition in somewhere i've right. never auditioned anywhere yeah it's only so I did the same thing. I never auditioned either. I know. I would that would have freaked me out. I, I people that do so m- many auditions, I'm like, how do you do that? It sounds terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. do you feel like even in those, you know, like joining when you first join a company, it's a super 
um, complicated transition. It, you have mm-hmm. it's the kind of thing you can't, can't know until you're there. No, you exactly. can't know what it's so. But for you, having like grown up there, do you think that was something that kind of anchored you? Like, less, yeah, it was I mean, less jarring. Maybe it then. definitely helped that when I was in the studio company, I performed Nutcracker mm-hmm. with the company while I was still in studio company. So I got a chance to perform with the company, like as as a dancer in the company, right. but not just as a child, but sure. as dancer in the company. Mm-hmm. But um, so but I was still part of the school mm-hmm. curriculum. So right. even though I was doing Nutcracker, you know, at the end of the year, mm-hmm. I still was doing my end of the year performance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's always a nice transition. It's I really think good transition. kind of like, and I'm really glad that they are still doing that. Yeah, all yeah. of the studio company members still do uh, Nutcracker. They go out to California with us. Yeah, it's so important, right? Yeah, yeah, it's so important to get that experience. So speaking of Nutcracker, you originated the Clara role in Ratmansky's Nutcracker. What was that? Like, how old were you at that time? You were young. I was 15. Okay. And working with Alexi Ratmansky, that must have been yeah, very fun. It's interesting because I was so excited. Mm-hmm. I was I so like, to, you know, it was so that role is is not it's a lot more acting than it is dancing Mm -hmm. and i really love you know the whole story ballets and everything Mm -hmm. that's probably why i chose abt over over a lot of other companies Mm -hmm. but um so it when i got it when i got the chance to work with alexi it was more about like creating the story Mm -hmm. and like getting to like work on like just that creating the story Mm -hmm. and I remember just wanting to be in rehearsal 24-7 rather than taking all of the other classes that I was doing as a kid. Mm -hmm. And now it's still the same where I'm so, you know, it's very exciting to do another role with with Alexi and everything Mm -hmm. like that. But it definitely was different as a kid because I was totally more excited. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, and he's such a good storyteller, too. So I'm sure he was so specific with you about the acting sections. And probably a great experience at that age to have that. Learn all of that stuff at 15. Yeah. 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 (laughs) It's so cool for him, too, to see you going through the ranks, seeing you grow up and continuing to work with you. How has your relationship kind of evolved as you've... um, He's very professional. I think our relationship is very professional Mm -hmm. and... With the everybody, yeah, he's very he's very professional, you know. Like, yeah, has a good relationship with all the dancers in the room, but also is very respect. Like, we're all very respectful mm-hmm. towards him. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, so, in those early years with the company, what were some of your first opportunities, that, uh, big uh, roles that you got to dance? Um, my first like big oh my first variation was um. Alexi Romanski Sleeping Beauty. Uh-huh. <laughs> there you go. I did the Finger Fairy. Mm-hmm. And that was my first variation. I remember being so nervous mm-hmm. being like in rehearsal, just me. Uh-huh. That was so different. Yeah. Right. Like right. I normally was just used to being in a rehearsal with everybody. That was uh-huh. another and in studio yeah. company, if I had a solo of some sort, people will still be around because right. they have nowhere else to go. You I mean it, right. it's, it's a community. It's, thing. it's a ki- mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So having a one on one rehearsal with. Irina or yeah. with Nancy or, or, or even with Alexi mm-hmm. was terrifying. Yeah. But, <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, it was really exciting. Yeah, <laughs> I bet. Oh, my gosh. So what were some of the 
other opportunities that ended up leading to your promotion that you just um, were promoted to Solus in 2018? So I was um, put into Pas de Trois in Swan Lake mm-hmm. one year. Um, one of the dancers went out and I had to fill in and I had to learn the whole thing within a week mm-hmm. and perform it. And that was even, even though it was stressful, I'm really glad that that actually happened because it, Sometimes I feel like when you ha- when you start when you start rehearsing a role a month in advance or mm-hmm. you have all this build up mm-hmm. you have all of this like Time. what ifs to think about you know and when I did um, pas de trois I had no time to yeah. think about that you were just, just like, like learn the steps learn the steps learn yeah, how it's definitely. done where I'm supposed to be you know make my marks yeah. get my marks right. Yeah. Done and it's over. And then it was like, oh, I did it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it <was like> a <laughs> <world>. happened. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Awesome. That's so great. So that definitely was one of the big roles that I, mm-hmm. that helped me. Yeah. <laughs> into the world. Oh, it's so exciting. Do you think, um, are you naturally like quick learner? Is that, yeah. And then I definitely they... came from the competition world oh. because, oh. uh, the conventions and all of like you would learn a, com- a combination mm-hmm. in, in each. And you would only have an hour to like, sometimes it was even a half hour, but you'd have to like learn all of it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was definitely challenging. That's true. Oh my gosh. That's so useful for company life. That quick turnaround. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, let's talk about company B. You dance company B yes. and your mom did too. Yes. My mom was one of the original no company way. B dancers. What part yeah. did she do originally? She was, um, um, she was one of the one of the Joseph girls yeah yeah one of the Joseph yeah yeah Yeah. right yes and what role did you dance I dance actually my godmother's role stop (laughs) it I danced my godmother is also in was in Paul Taylor Uh um and I I I did her role she was she was the original yeah and I did her role and it was really sweet. That's they all so came and watched Aww. and cried, of course. And <laughs> That's so cool. What an amazing like family legacy moment. That's so cool. Yeah. We can't imagine that. Yeah. <laughs> we love our parents. But, but, uh, <laughs> they'll listen to this and they'll yeah. laugh right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so you've danced so many different choreographers at Ballet Theater, uh, different works. Um, what is that like? Uh, what are some of these demands... How did how did the demands differ between say an Alexi and a Wayne McGregor? Mm. Like some some of these things are Even so like extreme. just like the process of mm-hmm. making the dance is so different. Uh, like Wayne McGregor, he didn't use any of the music. Oh, you did it. Any of the did music you have to actually like music, or make, you did it no. in silence. No, like, we did no, not in silence. It was like different. Like he would have like hip hop music or right, some like yeah, sort yeah. like just random music that you would find on his iP- yeah, iPod, yeah. and we would choreograph to that music. And then uh, towards the end of the process, when he like made all this choreography, he was like, okay, I'm going to put this together and this together and this together. And then he was like, here's the music, play the music. And, then, and it was something totally different. It was, it was. The, right of um, Spring, right? Right of Spring yeah. music. Oh, oh, yeah. oh my God. Yeah. So it, he didn't use any of the music to like make the piece, but then. Do you have any I idea why he did that? I think he wanted, like he would play like a sad like a sad song and we would be we would feel like it would make us move mm-hmm. in a certain way that he wanted mm-hmm. that probably the rite of spring music would 
but not yeah exactly yep so or he would play like really fast like aggressive music yeah and he and we would like respond to that hmm. interesting in different ways. and then at what point when was like the first time you put it all together with the real music oh it was like maybe only two weeks before the yeah that's crazy did that give you a lot of anxiety? That would have made me feel crazy. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's not but, like Cunningham, where they you, yeah. you heard in the dress rehearsal. But I mean, the good thing is that he made still. so much choreography, and he he only used a, a like a, a small amount. Like I had a lot. We had a lot of duets that were just completely cut. But I think it was part of the process. Part of the process, right? Yeah, that's so interesting. Um, so in 2018, you were the recipient of the Princess Grace Award. Yeah. For um, we haven't had we haven't talked about that on the podcast yet. So for some of our listeners who are not familiar with it, can you tell us a little bit about the award and what the process is? So the Princess Grace Award is um, award that is given to I, I got like a, a dancer Grace Princess Grace Award, um, and it's basically just a young dancer who has potential, mm-hmm. and they give a grant to my company. It's ABT, and it goes towards my salary. And Princess Grace is a lovely lady (laughs) (laughs) who, uh, um, and I think that the Princess Grace Awards happened after, I believe, her death, death, I I think think so. Yeah. Mm -hmm. In honor of her and what she brought to the world and everything. So, So and it's all company members. It is all, um, isn't it? And and it's also, and students students as well. companies in the country. And it's also a, you know, art like um, videographers, and it's mm-hmm. also composers, and it's so it's a lot of different types of mm-hmm. art right. around. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so it's very prestigious to win. Yeah. So congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> um, so we're here at the Kennedy Center, and mm-hmm. uh, the company was performing Harlequinade this past week. Um, what roles did you dance in the ballet, and uh, what was the creative process like for this big revival? So uh, we're doing Harlequinade, mm-hmm. and I am Harlequinade's friend. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I mean, I, I, it, it, this is like maybe the third ballet that I've done with Alexi. So I think the process was just like any other mm-hmm. one of his one of his creations. And um, he took off. Uh, he took he he made the ballet off of um, notes from Maurice Petipa. Mm-hmm. Um. And it's very simple. The choreography is very simple, just like that time, mm-hmm. that that era. Though challenging. Right? Though very challenging. It's like very simple looking, mm-hmm. but it's awkward. It's like the the the, the coordination is it's hard to get. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's hard. we can imagine that we were watching. And we we're like, wow, there is a lot of like there's a lot of chenets with your arms by your sides rather than in first yeah, position. Yeah. And that's really hard to do without <laughs> using your arms. Right, I'm sure. <laughs> you just have to use your back. <laughs> yeah. How do you get started? Yeah, it's like, yeah. and you're wearing this big costume. Yeah, yeah. It's, right. It's a lot. It's a lot. Costumes are so. Giant right. Right. Around. That's so funny. So you didn't feel like maybe, um, there was a lot of difference because he was trying to recreate this, but it felt like any other process with Alexa. Well, like he really he had, had his done, handle on it. Um, beauty. beauty yeah. and right. That also was going back. I mean, it's definitely right. different. His story yeah. ballets are definitely different than um, like his neoclassical work. Mm-hmm. His neoclassical work, he, he definitely has a lot more like moves to mm-hmm. – go back and forth with like, oh, I liked this. No, I'm going to change this. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, right. That's but true. with 
the Mari's Petty Pod notes and everything like that for Sleeping Beauty and for Harlequinad, it was very specific. Mm-hmm. And he, he like you to that. It was more about like, oh, is the arm going to be in fifth or is the arm going to be in first? Right, right. Like those small little details. Mm-hmm. Very, very detailed. Big on detail. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it shows. It really shows in the performances. Mm-hmm. I feel like you can tell like pantomime so yeah. clean and clear. And when we were watching yesterday, we definitely were like that. It's from Aramansky for sure, because yeah. that's yeah. how he works. <laughs> totally. So we have a last little segment that we do called the lightning round, where we just ask little questions, and you think of the first thing that. Uh, it's okay. Yeah, it's no, not a fine. quiz. <laughs> I promise, it's not a quiz. Uh, but the fir- so the first question is just, uh, what's your favorite role you've danced so far? Oh my goodness, um, um, lead maiden in Firebird. Ooh. Oh, another Lexi. Alexi- okay. <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. It, it it it's 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 so much fun. It is so tiring, but because it's so much fun, you forget how tired you are. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's Alexi in a nutshell. Yeah. Totally. Ever, it's you, you, so much fun, and she's just like this free character, like green monster, quirky, <laughs> so quirky and awkward, but so much fun mm-hmm. to do on stage. That's awesome. So much fun. <laughs> a dream role you'd like to dance at some point? Romeo and Juliet. Uh, <laughs> classic, classic, classic. Uh, what's your favorite memory uh, from performing here at the Kennedy Center? I know you guys come every year, and um, my favorite memory performing here. Well, I mean, I love the Kennedy Center. They supply food. Here. <laughs> that's, that's good I know it's the small things no, that matter. We all but think of that. Yeah, <laughs> we all for think of the small things, but it's so it's to not so have to lovely. go out in the world yeah. in between matinee and evening and just oh eat God. that sandwich. That's right. I always <laughs> remember. I always they remember if, so we had ca- if we had catering, it was like hallelujah. Yeah. They have so many snacks. It's amazing. They've got like fresh fruit. And yeah. pretzels and yogurts and <laughs> like so much stuff and it's so nice and it's definitely the highlight of shout the out to Kennedy Center, Center <laughs> catering <laughs> they're the best. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you have a favorite place to visit when you're in DC? I really love going to all the museums. Mm-hmm. It's I love so nice. How much like history there is here. I didn't get to go this trip. I really wanted to go see the Holocaust Museum, but we went last. Time. We went last time. Don't go before a performance. You need a day. Yeah, you need like make a day out of that. Yeah. It's... And I definitely love how much history and Georgetown. Georgetown is so yeah. cute. Yeah. yeah. Cupcakes and oh. now you made me want a cupcake. I think yeah. I know what we're doing after this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, thank you so much for taking the time. We know you have rehearsal after this. We really appreciate it. It was so fun chatting thank with you. you. Thanks for chatting thank with you us. For having me. Thank you for tuning in this week. If you have not already, we invite you to subscribe to Conversations on Dance Now, wherever you get your podcasts. By subscribing, you will get a notification every Monday when a new episode goes live. This way, you won't miss a moment of the COD action. And if you like what you heard today, we invite you to rate us and review us on iTunes. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you next week. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.